Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the podcast. Today, we have two guests, and we're going to be covering a really interesting topic, a topic that's very close to my heart and close to our guest's heart. So it is being a parent and being a lawyer. We have Maureen from Uber, who's a senior director. Maureen has two awesome kids and juggles being a parent, a spouse, and also being a senior director at Uber. We also have someone whose name might sound a little familiar. Her name is Karina Margolis. She's my wife. Karina is also an attorney. She's of counsel at a firm called K. Bender Rembaum. And she's also a mother to our child, a little boy who's awesome. (laughs) He's a bit of a handful, but he's a lot of fun. So guys, if you don't mind, Maureen, if you don't mind starting, just maybe an intro and a little background for everyone listening. Sure. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's my first podcast, so I apologize if if I'm not everything you thought I was going to be. But uh, Maureen Frankopoulos, <laughs> I'm a senior legal director at Uber. I've been at Uber just under seven years, which in the tech world, you know, as, as you may know, is a very long time. Um, I uh, uh, was at a mid-sized law firm in Chicago before joining Uber. I did a variety of transportation litigation. I've always been in the litigation space, started as a, a trial lawyer um, at a small firm, turned and burned a lot of trials, went on to a bigger firm and did broader commercial transportation litigation. And and that's where I ultimately then landed at Uber, where I've been for seven years. So uh, always been in the Midwest. I'm born and bred uh, out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and moved to Chicago after law school um, and, and been here ever since. So have two little ones, as you mentioned. I was actually four months postpartum with my son, Michael, who just turned seven when I joined Uber. And then I had Emma while being at Uber. So she just had her fourth birthday party. So, Karina, if you don't mind giving it a bit of an intro. Hi. So this is also my first podcast too. So, <laughs> But I'm Karina Margolis. As Matt said, I am his wife. This is the first time, you know, doing something like this with him. So I think it's really interesting. I mean, we're both, you know, brand new parents trying to navigate the legal world and trying to, you know, navigate parenting and working at the same time. So I, after I graduated law school, I also started in litigation and I was doing work for bigger companies dealing with pharmaceutical issues and things like that. And then after I, you know, decided that I kind of wanted to navigate out of litigation and go more to the transactional side, I started working at my firm now and I'm of counsel there now after having a baby. I was an associate before. And so I'm doing community association law now. You know, really a lot of it though is like contract review, basically like construction contract review, things like that, dealing with, you know, the the uh, different personalities that come with uh, HOAs and condos in South Florida. So that's always fun. But that's what I've been doing for, you know, the past three years now. I won't speak too far into that, but the personalities aspect. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm maybe I'm being selfish because I could speak from personal experience, but um, yeah, fun is probably the best word for it. <laughs> Every day is different, I'm <laughs> sure. So Exactly, exactly. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And that's, listen, that's the nature of being a lawyer. I think every day is different and and juggling like uh, being this. And I I think there's an image, right? We have to put up front this very serious like lawyer. um, I'm the authority on the topic. And Maureen, to your point, you had a child. uh, You said your child was four months and then you started at Uber? Yep. Four months postpartum. And and Michael was actually eight weeks premature. So he was in the NICU uh, for six weeks. So my maternity leave, I mean, half of it was still spent 
at my old firm, but in the hospital with him. So um, I actually started applying right when he got home from the NICU to the Uber job. So balancing a premature infant, trying to get the job at Uber, and then transitioning into that role almost right when I got back uh, to my old firm from maternity leave. So lots going on um, and lots that we had to juggle. I remember actually we were thinking at the time, and, and Matt, I know I told you that we're actually in the process of moving back to Ohio, but at that time we were also going to move back to Ohio before I um, got the job at Uber. And so both sets of grandparents were ecstatic. <laughs> we're bringing the baby, you know, back to Ohio. And I remember my mom was staying with us at the time, helping helping with Michael because we just brought him home from the hospital and and dealing with the challenges of a, a premature baby. And I remember being like. Uh, I have a second interview and telling her, but don't worry, yeah. I'm not going to get it. Right. And then a third interview and telling her like, we're still moving back to Ohio. Don't worry. And then I just, yeah, I had to disappoint them all that uh, ultimately I did get the job. So we ended up staying in Chicago quickly. I had to find a place to live, had to find a nanny and we ended up, you know, we've been here ever since, but, but like I mentioned, we are in the process of, of finally moving back home. So the grandparents are once again, ecstatic. So I, I can't ruin it for them now. So. No, I get it. That's, and that, I think you raised a good point too. It, it, I think, at least my perception, Karina, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think it's invaluable when you're working as an attorney and you also have kids, especially young kids, the support system, right? Having people around. Now, for us, we were spoiled. I mean, candidly on this podcast, my mother-in-law is downstairs. No. <laughs> you're lucky. Um, I know. But, and if you don't have that support, you obviously have to find it somewhere else. And you said you had, you had a nanny, which I'm sure was invaluable to working. Yeah, and I think just a friend network, and and we really built uh, a community here with with people that we worked with, with friends, you know, from college, which is one of the reasons we moved. Uh, a lot of Miamians are either from Chicago or go to Chicago. I, I went to Miami of Ohio in Oxford. I'll, I'll put a plug out there for Oxford. So you know, we we built you know our own community, but it's been challenging, you know, and it's been something that that we've struggled with because there is still no substitute for family. I think that's um, in a lot of ways, you know and my husband and I are from big families. So he's one of five. I'm one of four. So my kids have over 10 cousins. I think they're up to like 14 at this point as there's a couple on the way. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's it's that pull of, of wanting them to have that connection and being able to, you know, grow up with family. I think it's super important. My husband's in a big Greek family. I'm from a big Irish Catholic family. And so that's, that's what we're used to. And so our friends have definitely, you know, filled the gap these past, you know, seven years since having my son. But I think we're definitely feeling that pull now as they're getting older of, of wanting to give them that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a challenge. That's definitely a challenge. And I know there's other challenges, obviously, with being both a parent and a lawyer. I mean, Karina, for me, it's almost like I know the answer because I'm there. But Karina, I mean, if you could speak to it, what are some of the challenges you're facing? You know, you, you've just really just got back into the practice of law um, after being on break, not break, on leave with uh, with our, our yeah, kids. Definitely not a break. So, I mean, what, what, I, I shouldn't say break. I take it back and motion to strike it. Definitely no, what, definitely what, not a vacation, right? <laughs> I know, right? So I yeah, I was like Maureen, I also went back to work four months postpartum. And I mean, I was lucky that my firm, you know, like I said, I was an associate before I was, you know, working in the office. 
they, you know, we worked out a deal where they let me go of counsel and I'm working fully remotely from home now. And so that's at least made it, you know, a little bit easier. It is still kind of, you know, hard to bounce the, especially when they get a little bit older, like work while baby sleeps or do, do this, do sleep while baby sleeps. Things like that are, I think, really hard. And a lot of people, you know, tell you that's the best way to go about it. But I think that it is kind of, you know, difficult bouncing things. And I think that you kind of just have to, you know, go, go with the flow. And at least with me, like Matt and I have a great dynamic, you know, like if I ever need help with something, he, you know, I'll text him and I'll be like, Hey, come downstairs. Like the dog stole a binky and he's like running all over the place. And he's, and he's great. It's really helpful that we both, you know, work from home. And then, you know, if I have things that I have to do after hours, we kind of trade off like that. So, I mean, it's definitely been an adjustment, but I think that we're, you know, in a in a situation where we're really lucky that we have each other and we can, you know, lean on each other during a work day. That's something everyone wants to hear about. And Maureen, I think you know where I'm going is the work-life balance, right? Talking about balancing doing these things with, you know, right, making sure you're a mom and also balancing working as an attorney. And I mean, we're lawyers, we're inherently perfectionists. We're all the worst when it comes to that. And it's I mean, Maureen, is it fair to say that we can't be perfect at both? Yeah, I mean, I think you know how I feel about this. We talked about it a little. You know, there, I hate the word work life balance. I think it's elusive. I think it doesn't exist. I think at any time it's a spectrum. And I think we set ourselves up for failure in trying to strive for this like perfect balance that really doesn't exist. I think at times, you know, in, in being down this parenting journey a bit further than you all with, with the two kids, especially, you start to learn more and more to give yourself some grace because I think initially it was, okay, I've got to do this. And if I'm failing at this, you know, I've got to make sure that I'm present for my child and, you know, oh, wait a second, but now this assignment's due and I want to make it perfect. And I want to respond to my clients, you know, whatever at any given time, but then I'm not there for my child and leaving my child with a caregiver. That's not me. Right. It was this kind of exercise in the mind, especially with my son that I'd go through of, I just started a new job. I want to hit the pavement. I want to succeed. But that constant guilt, right? And I think my journey has been, as I've gone along, giving myself a bit more grace of it is a sliding you know, scale, so to speak. It's at one time, I'm probably leaning more into the parenting side. At another time, I'm probably leaning more into work. And there is no balance. It's just, what do I need at that given moment? And I think a lot of of what COVID has shined a light on is what's truly important, right? And so how can we have flexibility to be able to lean into whatever side that we want to be in that particular time? If it's, okay, my son's now in Little League, my husband and I just went to his first Little League game yesterday, and I'm going to make that happen, you know, no matter what. So I'm going to carve that out in my schedule. I'm going to make it happen. At that time, I'm leaning more into parent Maureen than looking at my phone, you know, an email and saying, oh, no, I need to respond to this. But I think I think part of it is a mental exercise because we are type A, we are perfectionists, we we those types of people lean into the legal field, we gravitate here for a reason. And I think the mental exercise for me has been being able to say, I'm not going to be perfect at both at any given time. 
but I also don't need to be, right? I'm still a great lawyer. I'm still a great mom. And I think you really have to give yourself grace. And I also, you know, manage a large team. It's giving that grace to others, right? So I think making sure that that we have kind of that mental process that goes into it. But but all the conversation about work-life balance, and it's always what, you know, women get asked, especially what's what's how you achieve in that work-life balance. It's elusive. It's it's in my experience, it doesn't exist. Stop striving for it because you're only going to set yourself up for failure. That's that's how I feel about it. It's more giving yourself grace and and realizing that at certain times you're going to lean into other areas. And especially as as a, a mom, um, you know, in the legal field, it's finding the right job and the right fit that allows me to lean into both. And I think um, that's a big piece of it as well. And I think it's still a piece that that we struggle with. And, and I've been able to find it at Uber, but it's something else that I try to champion in terms of finding finding a fit for you that can be you know flexible and that works. Because as you all know, as you're going through it, it is such a life change becoming a parent. There's, oh, yeah. People are always like, it's hardest going from one to two, you know, in terms of kids. I'm like, it is hardest going from zero to one. Like there is nothing like being able to, to wake up on a Saturday and brunch in downtown Chicago. And then all of a sudden, you're not sleeping and you're up every two hours and like it's it's the biggest life transition and so again I think especially for for new parents who are going through it and and hearing those words work-life balance and and all of that and how do you find it just give yourself some grace and and realize that it's an exercise of the mind right I love that phrase I feel like I've heard it from so many people since having a baby give yourself some grace and it's like It applies to basically, I feel like every single situation in life, it's like, you know, like you said, you can't be perfect at every single thing that you do. So you have to give yourself some some grace or, you know, like the societal pressure on moms to like hop back in tip top shape, like right after you have a baby, you know, give yourself some grace. So I think that's such a, a good phrase that's really important for, you know, not only new moms, but, you know, new, new dads to work with on a a daily basis. I think it's just so important to, you know, remember that, you know, you you really can't be your best at every single thing. It takes a lot of stress off of you, at least for me, when I think about things as far as, okay, I'm giving myself an hour to work. I'm going to, you know, spend this time working. I know Matt's taking care of the baby. I know my mom's taking care of the baby. You know, the baby's fine. I'm going to use that hour to myself and work. And then when I'm with the baby, I'm, you know, trying to make it's hard sometimes but trying to take you know a mental note of all right I'm not going to think about work I'm going to you know give 100% of my attention to the baby so that's something too that I'm you know really really working out and really really trying to perfect yeah I mean especially with COVID too because I, I used to have to go into the office as most of us did five days a week and and quickly COVID changed that where work life you know integrated and and all of a sudden there isn't a lot of separation and so I think that's that's what we all had to adjust to once COVID hit is that kind of the world slamming together where it's it's hard to compartmentalize because I remember I was on a call with with a large amount of insurance actuaries. I'm in the insurance space, obviously, and I've got my two-year-old at the time running in, you know, climbing on my lap, wanting to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> and they're all kind of staring at me like, what, is that a child? What, what is that? <laughs> um, and it's, you know, that, that slamming of the worlds together that we, we had to adjust quickly. And so I think now we're on the flip side. We're still in a, a pandemic, obviously, but hopefully on the other side of it. And we're starting to, what are the lessons that have come out of COVID, so to speak? And I think the, the integration of these worlds, the prioritizing of, of what matters and how we can 
you know, focus on both and be present for both. I think it's, you know, one upside, so to speak, of what we've all been going through. This is, I, I couldn't agree more. This is, I'm smiling during this whole thing because it's, because again, I, I, I relate as a father here where Karina, right? I, I'll be trying to, well, see, maybe I can. See, when I say it out loud, I sound silly because I'm like, well, I'm filming a TikTok. Maybe I'm, I can pick a different thing. When I'm doing a webinar with a bunch of folks and we're right and it's live and we have to do it, in, you're right. It, it's, there are still times where, uh, like, the baby will be sleeping, the baby will wake up, and we, you know, we'll, we'll hear her cry. And Karina and I are both working or at this pause and trying to figure that out. And I think you're right, it's a rhythm you eventually get into. Yeah, I think many lawyers are for whatever reason. Again, we're all type A, we gravitate towards this space. But I think one of the things you said about you're not giving it your all, what I think I've learned through some of this is the other side of whatever you're, you're, whoever you're working with, whoever you're talking to, probably aren't realizing you're not giving it your all. They, they think you're doing great or they think you're meeting whatever objective you're supposed to be meeting. It is mental. It is this mental exercise that we really do to ourselves. And I think parenting, and as you go through the parenting journey, you start to think about that a bit more. I think there's also been, you know, broader discussions about mental health and it's more, you know, it's open to be able to to talk about these things a bit more. And I think that's a big piece of it. But I think the the others, you know, that you're, you're working with or that you're engaging with on a project, they probably think you're doing great. It's your own kind of, again, give yourself some grace and, and talk yourself off the ledge internally, because I think that is what we do a lot to ourselves, because it, again, it goes to that perfectionist nature, that type A, that, that anxiousness. And I think we, we absolutely, in the legal field, we all tend to, to be that personality I've learned for whatever reason, we all we all decide to join the law. But I think it's, again, like coaching yourself through. And I will say, I did a program at Uber. Um, it was called Flagship. I think they call it something different now. Um, it's, it's a leadership program. And I had a coach who I still keep in contact with from time to time. And he was teaching me about coaching others. And he was teaching me about you know leading teams. But what I've learned is he ultimately, at the end of it, was very good at, at having me coach myself. So I've I've done some of the exercises mm. and asked myself some of the questions and look, I'm, I'm not perfect. And I definitely, and, and my husband, if he would come up here, could attest to, you know, I'll, I'll have those moments of breaking <laughs> down and they happen you know, more frequently than I'd like. But I think that again, trying to have those skills of coaching myself through some of this. And that was a great program. If, if any listeners ever have a chance to, to do a leadership program like that or have an executive coach or have, you know, be able to, to go down that path, or even if it's therapy or something like that, um, having somebody that can, can help you go through a coaching process, because it also it benefits yourself, it benefits if you're a leader at teams, um, I found it, you know, super impactful. And I, I find myself doing certain things, especially relative to resilience, he did a lot of resilience training, and I find myself you know, still using, you'll need a lot of resilience in parenting. Uh, so I find myself, you know, sure. using a lot of the skills that, that he taught. So I think it's, it's important. Again, it's a lot of this will end up being a mental exercise that you've got to have those skills to be able to coach yourself, coach your kids, coach your teams, if you're a manager. I totally, yeah, I totally agree with that too. And I think on the other side of the coin too, you know, as far as, you know, you're thinking you're not giving it all, you know, as an attorney to, you know, your clients, your supervisor, et cetera, when really they're, you know, probably like you're doing a great job. I think it's true with, you know, our kids too. Sometimes we feel like, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, 100% there for my kid today. But I think that to them, 
we don't realize, I mean, especially before they're like teenagers, but they're like, we're rock stars to them, you know? And you are, and you'll realize you definitely are. And it's funny. I was just, I, I had my yearly follow-ups with all my doctors this week and I, I was following up with one. I'm like, I, I think I'm ruining my kids. She's like, you're not ruining them. Cause you'll dwell on that one thing, that <laughs> one, you know, time you yelled at them or that one mistake and, and, but they'll remember, oh, we went and had a movie night and got popcorn. And what, you know, those are the memories your kids, you know, your, your child and, and any future children you may have will, will dwell on. And again, like for me, it's, and I've, I've got a little sticker on my computer that says grace wins. It's this coaching myself, taking deep breaths and, and kind of going through um, that whole exercise, you know, on a daily basis again, because this is, it's an ongoing journey and, and you guys are just starting out in it, which is super exciting. It's a, it's a really fun time, but there's a lot you will learn for sure as you continue down your path. We're changing the name of this episode. This episode is now Give Yourself Grace because I think that's, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. That is such I'm going to send you so one. Of, I've got a bunch of my good. stickers. I'm going to send you one. Yeah. It's going to be all over our backgrounds. Right. I, <laughs> On the fridge, everywhere. <laughs> Our kid's going to learn how to speak his first words are going to be give yourself some grace. It's probably that or like, I think squash. Squash might be his first word. But um, <laughs> I selfishly, I appreciated that segue again because we're in the thick of it. I got to talk about our kid, which is awesome. Um, I'm going to segue into a topic also selfishly I'd love to hear about because I've been the head of legal at a company where folks are going on maternity leave or family planning. And I think there's... There's a lot that is to be said for a good manager who can manage those environments. So I guess, Maureen, I'm sure you've dealt with it, one, as and Karina as well. You've dealt with it as an employee and then as a manager. Do you have any tips for either scenario? Yeah, I think obviously encouraging it is tip number one, right? And and I and whether it's it's you know whether it's the mom or dad, you know any employee, I think it's encouraging. We're lucky at Uber that we have a great parental leave policy. Everybody gets eighteen weeks, no questions asked, and I think that that's super amazing. And some of the conversations is interesting that I feel like at this point that I'm having with people on my team is encouraging them go take your leave and forget about it, right? It's it's a lot of, of talking through, you know, I'm worried about the team or I'm worried about whatever. It's like, look, the work will be here. Like Uber will go on. We will be fine. The work will be here when you get back yeah. and you will never get this time back. I mean, I, I remember my, um, well, both parental leaves, but, but with Emma, while I was at Uber, like 18 weeks was a dream. And I, I loved having that time. And I, I really did forget about work during those, those moments. I didn't feel the need to plug in. I had a great manager. I have a great manager who's super supportive and that, you know, allowed me the time to, to bond with my child. And I didn't, I tried, you know, not to think about work and it was great. And so I think that's some of, of what I'm telling people today is, you know, a lot of times and, and through the decades, we've been fighting for leave and, and people are still fighting for leave at a at leave at a global scale. Like we're lucky at Uber. So it's like, take it, enjoy it, you know, and advocate for it oh. for others, I think is, is a big piece of it because um, you won't ever get that time back. I'm sure you all know from going through it. And it's, it's so important. Karina, what about you? What do you think in terms of being on the employee side, you're, you know, you're, you're having this, con- you know, you're thinking about having a child or you're in the, you know, you are pregnant. I mean, I'm sure there's certain conversations you have to have with your employer about, hey, look, I'm going to leave. I, I have to plan on who's going to be taking over certain parts of my caseload. If you're a litigator, if you're a transactional attorney, maybe certain deals. Do you have any tips? Right. I mean, as far as, you know, when you're nearing that 40 week end mark or nearing when, you know, your doctor says, you know, you're 
getting close. I think it's just important to just communicate with your team and get with them and know, you know, who's going to take over what. So then when you leave, you kind of leave feeling, you know, like everything's taken care of and that you don't necessarily have much to worry about. I think that we are lucky in the legal industry that working at either whether it be a company or a firm that we're, you know, mostly guaranteed, you know, at least the 12 weeks leave. But I think that it's really important to kind of like for for me, at least, I wanted to take a week before and before, you know, I knew I was going to have the baby and kind of just, you know, get everything together. So I wasn't like working and then my water breaking and running to the hospital. So I think that's pretty important for people too that are, you know, thinking about their timing of taking leave that, you know, maybe you should take a week to yourself to get things together before, you know, you actually go into this, you know, completely life-changing moment. Yeah. And and in that week, right, you can use it also, right, to uh, to kind of tell everyone, hey, guys, you're taking these cases. Or you're taking... Sorry. Stop texting me. <laughs> <This is yours. laughs> I, uh, I, that is funny because I do remember, like, going to the hospital with, with my second, which, which was a planned, it was a C-section. And so we knew she was coming, but I still remember texting, you know, people on my team, like, and by the way, follow up on this and and that kind of urgency of, oh, wait, it's now happening. And I'm going to be out for, you know, 18 weeks, make sure you follow up with, with so-and-so on X, Y, and Z. I feel like we kind of go through that hectic, oh, this just popped up on this case or whatever, make sure that, that we're following up. And then I think the transition back is a big piece of it too, right? I think I think that's, it's one thing to advocate for leave and to take leave and, and, you know, that side of it. But I think the transition back is a big piece of it. And I think that's where I've tried to um, lean in a bit more with, with my own team of how we make it, you know, an environment that they feel like they want to come back to, because it's not just uh, Hey, now here's these 110 cases. We're going to dump right back on you. You know, on day one, we kind of ease people into it. So we'll soft ramp them up, so to speak. You know, we, we put together little decks. We try to send them a Starbucks gift card and things like that, because I remember at least for myself, um, it was hard, you know, coming back after Emma, you're, you're leaving kind of that safety net and, and balloon of comfort with your your infant that you're spending all day cuddling. And then I remember, you know, I, I came back to Uber and I had a class action to deal with. And it's like, okay, this is a lot. Um, and I, I oh, think, um, and my boss was great and, and she was supportive. But I, I think it did teach me in that moment because I went through it, right? I think it then was okay and in incorporating things for my own team members. How can we ramp people up? How can we kind of soft, you know, start them, so to speak, so that it's not, okay, you're back. Let's dump this back all on your plate. Because I I do think it's overwhelming. I felt overwhelmed coming back from leave. And so I I think that's one of the pieces I try to think about now as a manager is that transition back. That's right. So it's not like we've been waiting for you for four months to do this. No one's there. You go. This case is going to trial (laughs) next week. XOXO. Let me know how it goes. Um, Yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I, when I was, um, just before Grayson was born, I remember, Karina, you remember this. We, at one point, I don't know how it ended up being the case, but he was, I think he was due, was he due the 12th? Mm -hmm. Do you remember? He was due the 12th. And I think we had, or I had five acquisitions closing, five deals closing, multi-million dollar deals, all of them, different states, different regulatory regimes in each. And I remember seeing that and almost breaking down. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I was a legal department of one. And I'll say, if you're in this scenario, if you're listening, 
lean on your outside counsel. Karina, sorry, because your outside counsel, lean on, <laughs> lean, on, lean on your outside counsel. I utilized a great firm and actually I utilized two great firms for different uh, sides of the business. Everyone was supportive and understanding. And when it came down to where like, hey guys, I'm also leaving and I'm going to take a bit of leave to be with my kid. Everyone was like, we understand, we plan for this. We will work with these folks within your shop and make sure that when you come back, you're right. To your point, you're not coming back to like, hey, um, the deals blew up or hey, like XYZ is on your plate. Get excited. So um, luckily, I don't think all those deals closed on time. I think they actually spread out. But that was that was something I, I was very appreciative of. And that scenario was leaning on your outside counsel. And if you're out, you know, and if you are at a firm, lean on your coworkers, lean on your staff lean on your boss and have them pick it up for the time being. I mean, obviously it's reciprocated at some point in the future. You're going to probably do the same thing for them. And that's a team that's working for a team. Yeah, for sure. And communicating. I think that falls on the manager first of, of the employee who's going out to be, you know, how are you feeling? What can I do to help? I think um, that communication piece is is super important because it is challenging and it is scary. And I think a lot of anxiety, we're already anxious people, right? We talked about that. A lot of anxiety about going out, about coming back. And so I think, you know, that will be something that separates the, the good managers from the not so good is how they communicate during that transition and um, make it, you know, a, a safe spot to come back to. I love working at Law Trades and Karina loves working at her firm, but it sounds like Uber is pretty great. So are you hiring? Um, <laughs> we are hiring, I actually. Mean, so so uh, in a lot of different roles, not just specific to my team. Uber is great. I mean, I, I've been here a long time. You know, it's there's there's been ups and downs. There's been, you know, things in the news that that people see. Obviously, we've, we've been through the roller coaster. But yeah, I like to say I've been through Uber 1.0. I've been through Uber 2.0. You know, not not sure where we're at now. But it, it's always been actually like a supportive work environment, you know, for myself. I've always had a supportive management chain. I've had supportive business clients and people who really advocated for my career. So yeah, it's, it's uh I'm lucky. I, I always say I, I feel very lucky to be there and, and to continue to be there. And I think having such a large team is super important to me at this point. I've got about mm-hmm. 65 legal professionals and and yeah, we're hiring a bunch more. So if you're interested, let me know. But yeah, it's a, it's it's been a great <laughs> work environment. So um, your founders are listening to this podcast right? like, Matt, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some resumes coming my way on LinkedIn, but no, I, I encourage that honestly. I um, it's been a great place to work, especially on the legal side. We've we've got great. I'll put a plug for Tony West and and Tammy Alberon and, and my own boss, Katie Waitsman. It's it's a super supportive and inclusive culture. That's we spend a lot of time not just on um, diversity pieces, but the inclusivity pieces. So, which is is a big part of the conversation that doesn't always get talked about, but. Yeah, creating a safe work environment, I, I think, is a super important part of it all. That's awesome. And I, I would say Karina, too, right? I mean, you're working also in, because I know, because I'm here. I mean, you're working in, a, in an environment where your manager, same thing, right? They transitioned you slowly into this role. And I mean, I, I, I would say, like, that's what we all strive for, right? You're coming back into a role where they're just like, hey, be a mom and let's just, we'll get you there, but let's, let's enjoy the ride while, while we can. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I came back to, you know, I mean, there are a little bit of things, I mean, cause I'm transactional, I'm not litigation. So there weren't, you know, like extended things going on. Um, but still, I mean, there were a couple of things that were, you know, continuing that I left off on and, you know, my manager who picked up a lot of this stuff when I was gone, 
you know, was great. And he eased me back into it. It was like a couple things here and a couple things there. And so, yeah, I've been back for like a month now and they're still kind of like slowly transitioning me. So it's really great. And then we also have a litigation department too in our firm and they do the same thing with, you know, litigation. Like people are happy to pick up other people's hearings that come back from maternity leave. So I think that's just great, you know, like leaning on um, your coworkers and, you know, eventually, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, do the same thing for them. Litigation, litigation with, this is me just selfishly telling a story because it, you just reminded me of it. Karina, do you remember I had a case that was set to go to trial in November? Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> I had a, I had a, it was federal court. I won't say the jurisdiction. I won't say the judge, but I was in federal court. I remember I had to file a motion to continue. And in it, I was freaking out because I was like, well, is, is having a kid around that time good cause? Like, can I get a continuance? And all my clients at the time were like, yeah, that's fine. So I, I remember calling up the attorney. And I'm not going to out anybody here, but I remember calling the attorney and they ended up kind of playing games, not because he didn't understand the gravity of the fact that we were having our first child, but because I'm a guy, because he was like, well, you're not, you're not the one having the kid. You know, and that was something I, I think was something I that's was tough. great. Yeah. It's something probably if you're listening to, if you're a guy, not to, not to change because it's it's not. I, I never want to have it where it's you know it, the father is is anywhere above the mother in these scenarios. But if you're a father and you're taking paternity leave or you're trying to take paternity leave, you're trying to take a much you know you're trying to be an equal parent, right? The industry for some reason isn't incredibly kind to that. Um, it should be. It should be very encouraging of dads being dads and moms being moms. But I did file that motion and I did get the continuance. And then I quit that firm. <laughs> yeah, that uh, it leaves a bad taste, right? It's, it's hard to deal with those situations. I know even yeah. in um, my husband doesn't work in the in the legal field. He works at DocuSign now, but he was at a different company when we had um, my first child and he didn't get paternity leave. So he had to take two weeks vacation. I think many probably that will listen to this podcast might not have a paternity leave option. And it's still, it's still, you know, leave is something hard that I advocate for. It's something super important to me. And, and often I probably think about it more on the maternity leave side, but on, on the paternity leave, it's, it's a big piece of it because that ultimately goes to the health of the mother as well, right? That they have a support system. Um, it's important to the, the father as well to bond and, and obviously have that time, but it also goes to how we're setting up, you know, moms for success in all of this. And yeah, he had to take two weeks. Yeah. We had a, a NICU baby, you know, for six weeks that I was just on my own with there daily because he had to take two weeks vacation and then he was back to work. So yeah, I feel for you. I think that the norm still is. Um, and even if it's, it's given, you know, even if there is some type of leave, I still feel like dads especially have that thought going through their mind of, do I take it? Do I really need to, am I going to be judged for taking it? And, and that's some of what I was talking about with my own team of, of take the leave, right? Like, this is a very, we are lucky oh, to have geez. the policy that we have, um, take it, you know, no one's going to judge you. Um, and I think it's important to take it because I think it's also important to send a message that this should be the expectation. This should be, it's a partnership. They should be supporting each other and, and should be able to have that time together, you know, with their child. So I think that's a big part of this conversation that I agree with you, Matt, probably um, gets lost or placed secondary, you know, to talking about, you know, the mother and, and from that perspective. But I think challenges for, for sure that you have to think about and deal with as well. Absolutely. Guys, we are rounding the end of this podcast. I want to say thank you so much both of you for being here. This has been a really good discussion. I've, 
I've taken a lot out of this again, because Karina and I are both new parents. Gosh, so Maureen, how do people find you? Do they find you on social media, via email? You tell me, because I'm sure people have a lot of questions. Yeah, LinkedIn is probably easiest for this for this space, Maureen Frangopoulos on LinkedIn. But yeah, feel free to shoot me a message. We are hiring, as I mentioned. So if you're interested in that path, I'm, I'm always willing to talk to people. <laughs> nice. So, But yeah, I'm, I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can find I am on TikTok. I've got like eight videos and they're mostly dog videos. But um, whoa. You should have led this conversation with it. I I feel guilty about talking about TikTok. No, I I feel like I've got to get ahead of it because, you know, my son's seven, like he's going to, a couple years from now, he's going to be in that, hey, mom, I want a cell phone. He's going to want to be on this stuff. So I feel like I've got to figure it out. So yeah, I I make the occasional puppy video and and stick it on there. My husband makes fun of me. So. Karina, let's. After this, I know I was like, I was scrolling through my phone yesterday. Look, we have a golden doodle and he, he's like insane. Like the most insane dog ever. I think that it's probably honestly like more work to take care of the dog than the baby. He's that crazy. But I was scrolling through my videos and I have like him doing all these like crazy things, like ripping apart a pillow and like running up and down the stairs. I'm like, I can make a TikTok video out of all these. I know the dog videos get a lot of traction. I'll tell you, they get a lot of likes. I know. Well, Karina, yourself too, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you so much for taking the time. And, and honestly, thank you for being the best mom. Oh. Marina, I'd say you're not an awesome mom as well. No, just, you, got, so, yeah. so she gets that title in your, in your life. Karina, you know, for everyone that wants to reach out to you, I'm sure the same, you'll see a lot of comments and questions to yourself. How do they reach you? Uh, LinkedIn? Social media? Yeah, I think best for me probably is LinkedIn as well. You can find me, Karina Margolis. Maybe, maybe I'll make a, um, you know, I'll, I'll make an appearance in one of your TikTok videos coming up. If I'm allowed yes. to. <laughs> See, I've helped you through this podcast. Karina's going to make a TikTok. That was actually the point. That was, I know, this right? This was an elaborate ruse to get Karina on the TikTok. That's what it was. <laughs> no, guys, thank you so much again. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure.